Hey, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our cup of coffee. And today's conversation is, what would it falter into? Business ideas, yeah, practices, and strategies. Actually, it hits on all three marks. We're going to be chatting with Zach Williams, and he recently did a class with uh, some friends of ours about how to build a better LinkedIn profile, how to have a better uh, engagement on LinkedIn. And they shared the idea with me. And so we circled back around. Zach is a second time guest. He was with us about a year ago talking about other concepts around sharing your message with your ideal customer. And so we're going to jump back into that today, but solely focused on LinkedIn. If you are a part of LinkedIn, I've had these conversations with people. Yeah, yeah, I've got a LinkedIn, but I never go there. Or I don't even mess with LinkedIn because it's not relevant. I'm not looking for a job. Well, There's a whole different world to LinkedIn that you can really get good, sound information and business advice, but information that's relevant to your industry or the the vendors or connections that you're you're associated with. So definitely would recommend that. Check that out. If you haven't been there in a while, get there, refresh it, make sure you update your picture and your information, and then get connected with the the community that is there. We're going to talk more about why that's important with Zach coming up in just a few seconds. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for this conversation. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes. And it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back, Zach. Thank you for joining us again. It's been almost a year. Uh, I was I was looking through my memories the other day, and I mean it's it's right on a year. So thank you very much for uh, coming back. And ho- how are things for you? In you're in Tennessee. I'm actually in, in Virginia. But Virginia, I'm, I'm how close to Tennessee? Yeah, close to Tennessee. Vir- well, I, Dan, uh, the guy we know both know Daniel Gills. He's from he's from Tennessee. Yes. Okay, that's why I got it confused. Right. But you're in Virginia. Well, how are things yeah. in Virginia? It's great. I mean, I wish we had a little more snow over the holiday, but. Other than that, you know, all things considered, I, I can't complain. That is, a, you? That, is a, that is a statement that I, I don't know that I've ever uttered. I wish we had a little more snow. Well, we got, we got snow on Christmas Eve in Virginia. Yeah. So we, we, I live in the mountains. I live in, in a college town called Blacksburg. And we got snow on Christmas Eve. It was awesome. So we had like a little bit of a white Christmas. Very cool. Everybody yeah, enjoyed it. How, yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, I don't remember if we did this last time you were here, but rapid fire, five randomly selected questions just to get under your skin with unknown point values. Oh, gosh. Let's do it. If you could speak another language, what would it be and why? Mm. I'd speak Italian. Italian. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, name me a cooler language in Italian. I mean, like, like, they're always doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Wouldn't you like to be able to do this. Maybe French. French. My wife speaks French. She's, that's a pretty cool language. All right. So Italian or French. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Italian uh, or French. That's a good one. Number two, what's your worst personality characteristic? Oh gosh. Where do we begin? This is, we don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tell our listeners? <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably non. I care too non-commitment. much. Non-commitment. I don't it, know. What's that? <laughs> yeah, non, un, 
Non-committal. There you go. That's a good one. I can't decide. I just can't decide. Uh, (laughs) That's great. Uh, Let's see. Would you rather lose your sight or lose your hearing? Hearing. Really? Yeah. You? I'd say I I, I guess if I had to choose between the two, hearing probably. I don't know, man. That's I I have a bunch of. I've asked this question before. I I have a bunch of friends who are musicians Mm -hmm. and. They think it's wild that I would choose my eyesight. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Like, I want to be able to drive places. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on really, I don't know what your passions are, That how that would, because if you were were a musician, yeah, I mean, you definitely wouldn't want to lose your hearing, but you could probably, Mm -hmm. yeah, do things without seeing. All right. Mm -hmm. What is the first lie that you ever told? Oh, gosh. I need to think about that one. Um. Oh, I know that I know the answer to this question. Okay, at least the one I can remember. Okay, I can remember. I mean, I, I probably yep. lied when I was two. Yep. Uh, I told my mom. So this is funny. This is maybe too long of a story, but uh, I when I was like four, I accidentally broke one of my mom's like favorite Christmas ornaments. Right. You blamed and it on a sibling. She was trying to. And so, no. So okay. what I, she was like, Hey, and I did, it, it was only me. It was the only person it could have been okay. it was me. And she's like, she was like, Hey, I need to find a way to communicate to you how much this ornament meant to me. So I need you to go into your room and pick your favorite toy and I'm going to break it. Oh, and as a, and as a four-year-old, I went into my room. <laughs> Mom's savage. I grabbed some, t- I went into my room, grabbed a toy that I could not care less about mm. that I knew my mom cared a lot about. Oh, well. And I brought it back to her. Strategy. She didn't break it, but she was like, can you imagine what it would be like for me to break this? <laughs> and I, I remember it was like a four-year-old. I was like, I can imagine. I would not be upset. Like, Congratulations, mom. You played yourself. Oh, that's yes. great. <laughs> I, 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 so I thought where you were headed with that when I was, I don't remember how old I was, but there was something that, w- that was broken in the house that, that I was uh-huh. responsible for, um, and I blamed it on my sister. Okay. And so we did this whole round robin of uh, getting in trouble until uh, one of us was going to fess up to it, and I was pretty staunch on not letting, letting go that it was, uh, it was not my responsibility. And so we just oh, continued man. to toss blame back and forth. Uh, it was, Does that still it was, continue? Yeah, it's, it's still... It's st- <laughs> No one's until this moment, no one has ever actually taken responsibility for it. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, last, last question. Uh, describe yourself in one word. Ridiculous. <laughs> A lot of self-evaluation today. I don't know. I mean, like, who is this an interview? I mean, of course it's an interview, but like, Describe yourself in one word. Yeah, I don't. I don't take myself very seriously. Okay, that's that's a couple words, but just a jokester. What about you? What, what would you say? I, I want to hear your answer to this. That's the really see the, the benefit you have is you get to think about your answer as you're asking me. Yeah, so your answers are always better than mine. But see, that's always the fun part about this entire podcast thing is that I get uh-huh. to ask the questions, and it it's it's really it's a it's just the way it works. <laughs> that's right. What would your answer be? 
describe myself in one word. Ugh, I don't know. I, I oh. the only thing I would the only thing I would point back to is I, I sat through a class a couple of years ago and it said how would you want yourself to be? How would you want to be uh, thought of in, in basically one word in the uh, as your life progresses? And authentic was the was the thing that I've always stuck with. I would have said like ripped, jacked, tall, yeah. something like that. Most definitely just, not any of those things. <laughs> Very cool. Well, congratulations. I'll give you a score of 722. So uh, we'll send you a participation trophy in the mail. Yeah, thank you. Very cool. Oh, so to, to jump into the meat of it today, it's a, it is a brand new year. New, new year, new me, right? Um, and uh, I, was, I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and they said, Man, we just went through this amazing course on how to how to uh, how to use LinkedIn better, and I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "That'd be a great topic of conversation." Who was it? And they they sent me the contact information. And it was you, and I was like, "That's I know Zach. All right, we've had a conversation before about uh, uh, about similar topics." So uh, I wanted to revive it because I going back, you were a, a guest on the podcast about a year ago. And we talked about sharing your kind of your your business with the I guess the ideal marketer, trying to communicate your your information better to your your ideal customer. And I know as part of that, I remember, I recall you were mentioning something about the fact that you know LinkedIn is a is a component of that. And mm-hmm. we kind of glossed over it probably. And so I wanted to circle back and just really hone in on that part of the conversation because I'm interested to find out. We talk a lot about Facebook, talk a lot about Twitter, Instagram, maybe it's TikTok now, whatever, you know, the social media network of the month is, but now we're looking at LinkedIn for business because it is it is a huge business platform and trying to and kind of really breaking out that theory that LinkedIn is just for people that are trying to find a job. So, give me your thoughts on and and why you're teaching people how to use LinkedIn better? I think there's a number of reasons, but you, I think, just hit the nail on the head a little bit, which was the fact that LinkedIn is the only social network out there that's solely focused on business. Mm -hmm. So if you play in the B2B space in any capacity, it is really the, the de facto place to spend time. Now, you can make an argument that people spend time on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram from a business standpoint, but there's always a mixture of personal and business related topics on those platforms. You can, you could say maybe not that. So for, for Twitter, but you know, for the sake of conversation, there's no other platform out there that's a hundred percent focused on business, which means that people's mindset when they go to that platform is focused on business. That combined with the fact that marketers like myself haven't ruined the platform yet, (laughs) I think presents a lot of opportunity for the platform. So if you look at like, let's say, let's look at Facebook. Facebook, the organic reach you had as a, as a let's say a brand, five, six, seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm. huge, yep. right? Massive. If you post something on your Facebook profile today as a brand, what kind of reach do you get? It's like almost nothing. Yeah. Reach meaning how many people do you get in front of? LinkedIn, it's like what Facebook was five plus years ago. So when you post something, the reach you get is just incredible. As long as you're, the content you're producing or that you're promoting is on point, it's targeted into the thing you mentioned earlier, it's authentic. Mm-hmm. So I think 
if you are playing at all in the B2B space, it is, I think, a tremendously untapped platform still today, but you've got to use it the right way. You know, it's not just going on there and let's post pictures of cat videos or, you know, cat videos, whatever it might be. You know, it's like, how do we actually use this platform to our advantage? So how do we create community? All right. So I, I, I like where you're headed here and I, I've got a couple of questions on that. So one right now, LinkedIn has not become cluttered. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily a blank slate, but it is, it's still something that is, is constantly evolving. I mean, they've, they've, they've mm -hmm. built the platform significantly better even just over the past 12 months, but over the past, if you look at the past 24 months, it's just completely different. Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about 3,422 times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At LockDock Security, we believe in protected key systems, so you always know who has a copy of your key. To find out more, visit LockDock.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDock Security, helping you protect your people and your property. There's still people that are kind of coming to it more uh, inconsistently than you would a, a Facebook or a, a, a Twitter, Instagram, something like that. But like you said, they're coming there for an intent. They're coming there for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's an audience that's coming for a reason. Now, here's the question on that. So creating that kind of authentic community. So you said using it in the right way. So mm -hmm. can we craft out some ways outside of cat videos, some ways that you would not want to use LinkedIn? So good question. How would you not want to use LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. I get asked this, we ask the question of, well, what kind of content should I post? I don't think I get asked the question, what content shouldn't I post? But I, I think there is like, there's going to be a tipping point for LinkedIn to not be, it's just going to be oversaturated, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we're there yet today, but I think we're getting there. Yep. But up until that point, I think it's still going to be a very valuable platform. But to answer your question about, content, what content shouldn't we post? I wouldn't post about political views. You know, I would post personal things, but maybe one out of every 10 postings. So for example, today I spent nine days over the holiday, completely off the grid, off my phone, no email, no Slack, no text, nothing. Congratulations. And I, I know it was, I mean, <laughs> the dopamine hit that your brain wants, it's like, it's insane. And yeah. so I just, wanted to see if I could do it and see what would happen. Um, and I wrote about that and that was kind of a personal yeah. story of sorts. It wasn't, it wasn't like business focused necessarily, even though that you can make an argument it is, but yeah. I probably will post that. And then I'll post nine other things that are related to business related content. Cause if you look at what LinkedIn wants to be, what they want to be is the number one source of content for business professionals. They want to be about content in the commerce in just, you know, marketplace as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so if you can produce valuable content there, that doesn't mean like pictures of your cats or pictures from your wedding. That's not bad to post about, but that shouldn't be the only thing you post about. You know, it really needs to be focused on what problems does your audience have and how is the content and information that you are posting, whether that's imagery, text, videos, whatever it might be, how are you helping them solve those problems? Yeah. 
So would, how, how much would you attribute something like your LinkedIn presence to a personal brand? Um, and, and is that, is that part of the whole process or is it, you know, LinkedIn is, is minor personal brand and major kind of promoting the, the, the business of, of which you're representing? That's a good question. If you look at the algorithm in what LinkedIn puts in the feed, like the feed meaning like I go to LinkedIn, I log in and the content that I see in that as I scroll, they are continuing to prioritize individuals over brands. So mm -hmm. my name is Zach Williams. I work at Venvio. If I post content and Venvio posts content, the same exact content, the likelihood that me as a person, Zach, gets in front of you is the likelihood is higher that I get in front of you versus my brand because they're continuing to prioritize brands because people want to work with people. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily want to work with brands. And so e even if your brand is well known, you know, it's well established. So that's a long winded answer, but really it comes down to your personal brand really is, I think, equally as important, if not more important than the company brand, because that's who's going to get in the feed and that's who people are going to talk to. That's mm -hmm. who they're going to message and that's who they're going to engage with. Yeah, it's that old old adage that people do business with people, right? And mm -hmm. so creating that kind of authentic, um, this is me. I, I see a lot of folks that are posting videos, informational videos, but it's you know it's not overly produced. It's it's very, I don't want to say raw. That's probably just a a bad way to describe it, but it just a, a very you know uh, casual video that gets the point across. Um, Mm. And that's getting your attention more than it would be kind of probably that overly produced uh, um, uh, product that you're going, okay, wow, this is amazing. You know, it might get some attention, mm -hmm. but the, the continuation of an authentic, this is what's going on. This is information that's relevant to kind of what I'm working on or, or my industry. That's exactly right. I think it's, it's fine posting about, you know, authentic, real, candid moments. Like if you, it's you, like, or someone on your team, like, hey, we're on a job set, we're doing this thing. Like, that's great. People want to see kind of behind the scenes, but they don't necessarily want to see uh, you in your living room playing with your kids, which isn't bad, but you hear what I'm saying. Like, those, those kind of moments, I would say you use sparingly. Focus on the value that is important to your audience. Focus on that, and that's a great way to start building that community, you know? So... This is something that maybe this is a maybe this is a, a a conversation that should be well in a precursor. If you don't know who your ideal market is, maybe you got to step back and and punt all together. Uh, so mm -hmm. you you know your ideal market, you know your ideal customer, you know the people that you're going to. Are you seeing a that that what is what is coming? I don't know what is coming down the pipeline. What people are actually engaging with is information that is relevant to the ideal customer or information mm -hmm. that is relevant to the business that they're actually promoting. So here's my widget and this is how it works. Or um, this is a problem that our ideal customers have and this is how we can help you solve it. It's definitely the latter, meaning what's your problem? And here's how our product or service intersects with that problem. Now, I, I would recommend not being tremendously promotional in your content because nobody wants you to hear about, hear you talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I tell, what I tell people is I'm like, nobody cares about you. They really don't like, you know, in all transparency, like if I was on this podcast, just talking about myself the entire time, like how many people would actually listen to the end? Probably very few, you know? 
Um, but what we've seen when it comes to, you know, how do you get in front of people? And this is why I talk about valuable content. And what a lot of people don't know is like, they think, you know, this is, comes down to the strategy of who you connect with, but they think, oh, let me connect with everybody possible. Mm-hmm. I'd say, no, like, don't do that. What you want to do is, you know, what we call like an ICP, ideal customer profile or, or persona, whatever you want to call it. The individual that could potentially buy from you or that works at a company that can buy from you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would try to focus on 70, maybe 75% more or more of your connections are made up of those people. Like, for example, let's say, you know, for me, I, I primarily work with companies in the building products and home improvement space. Yep. Okay. I have lawyers that reach out to me, VC guys, insurance agents. People are like, you just deny them? Like, I deny them all the time. I'm not going to connect with them. The reason being, and this is something people don't, people don't think about. The reason being is when I write content, I'm writing my content and producing content to that ICP, to that ideal customer profile. Mm-hmm. And what I want is I want that audience, that person to interact with it. LinkedIn sees that that person interacts with it. And then they start to share it with people outside my first degree network. Mm-hmm. So great example of this was, I think it was last year, we produced an article or a video about how to market to architects. Okay. Our audience cares a lot about understanding how to market to the audience. The people I was directly connected to first degree, liked the content, engaged with it, commented on it. Then LinkedIn shared it with like shared it with people that were in my second degree network. Those people respond to it. Then they shared it with people in my third degree network. Then it got close to like 10,000 views and a, like 60 plus comments. All these people I didn't know were engaging with this piece of content. But if, if 20, 25% of my connections were of lawyers, another 25% were just, you know, guys from high school. Mm-hmm the likelihood that that content would have gotten redistributed that far out decreases. So the, the authentic side of things and, and really speaking to, to your ideal customer profile, that's, this is intriguing to me. Um, and, and even your comment about venture capitalist VCs, I, I mean, I, they, they reach out to everybody, right? Um, it's, it's crazy because mm-hmm. they're just trying to build this uh, massive network. So being selective in the people that you're connecting with. The other thing that, I, that I've struggled with, especially in the LinkedIn world, is the authentic side because you get the connection re- re- request from somebody, then maybe you're going to get a chat from them. You know, hey, you know, great to connect. It looks like we have some people in common. You know, this very automated message. Would love to, you know, get 15 minutes of your it's time. All to automated. Yes, all automated. I, I got one the other day from a guy. Uh, it was a video message. So video, insert video message into the, 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 the chat box now. And this very scripted but very vague message of, hey, it's great to connect with you. I... Uh, I've seen, I've, I've had some great success with people in your industry in your, in being a salesperson. And so I want to talk with you uh, more to see how we can help you. And I was just like, it's, it's, it's a bot. Yeah. It is a bot. It, well, it looked really good and it sounded interesting until it was totally not relevant. And I yep. was like, so they're, they're starting to, you know, again, the, they're starting to kind of put that in there. So being selective with the people that you're connecting with, one, will help to streamline the information that you're getting, but also it will help to uh, streamline the people that you're communicating with. Yes, exactly right. Like now your point about automation or bots, like that's why I think the platform 
is going to get ruined at some point is because mm. everybody's doing it. As a side note, do you know what I do to avoid those kind of situations? Do you know what I do? What's that? Um, so if you go to my LinkedIn page, it lists my name as Zachary. Okay. Ah. But I go by Zach. Yeah. So if anybody refers to you as Zachary, then they've missed it. I know for I know they haven't actually researched or they don't really know who I am. Hmm. Hey, Zachary, I saw mutual connections and that we should connect. You don't know who I am. You're just a bot. Because what they do is they take your first name yeah. that's listed in your account. And it's like in, a, in an automated way. So, but yeah, you're, to, your, to your point about- I'm kind of at a disadvantage at that point. I don't have any way to extend my name. You should put like the in front of your name. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's stories associated with that. Anyways, continue on where you're going. <laughs> the, well, you know, it's like I, I kind of view LinkedIn and most social media like going to the gym. Yep. Because like everybody wants to look good, but no one actually wants to do the work. Ooh, it's it's hard work going to LinkedIn, researching somebody, and then sending them a message. It's like I would much rather connect with people, like five people versus fifty, as long as those are authentic connections, authentic you know conversations. You know, but that takes what two minutes to do, and we're like, shoot, I don't have two minutes. Let's just use a bot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Do it so, the easy way. Yeah. Okay. So ideal customer profile. This is very interesting. Narrowing your contacts. Um, the problem is greater than, than the widget is the note that I put down. The problem that you're helping solve is, good. is, like is more than, than the actual thing. Here's my, here's my kind of next question um, and trying to be mindful of time. Engagement versus impressions. Okay. What's what's more important? What should you be paying attention to? And I, I kind of have a follow up question based off of what you were saying earlier about your third tier uh, circle. If people don't understand what that means, I I personally don't care too much about impressions or comments, to be honest with you, or even likes. I just care about the quality of conversations that happen after I post content, because I think the the magic happens in the DMs mm. or in the emails that I receive. Like I posted a. Um, an article about TikTok influencers recently. Okay. And we got some pretty good engagement. And, but I received an email from somebody saying, hey, I really liked what you said. Can we have a conversation? Like to me, that's the single greatest thing I'm looking for. I would, I could care less. Mm. I couldn't care less about likes. Yeah. If I got DMs, people saying, hey, I want to talk to you. That's fun. That's foundational. Okay. It's, it's something, and maybe I'm, it's something that I, I can agree with you on. I can definitely appreciate that, but it's also something that's very frustrating. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you post this. So I guess at the end of the day, the people see it and they're connecting with you. That's, that's the goal, right? Uh, but it's like, it, what's the aversion to basically doing that same thing in, in the comment thread? You know, what's the, what's the same, what's the difference between that? But I guess it is just the, the direct personal connection. It seems more intentional versus just kind of throwing it out there. Well, I look at it as, as, you know, so for you or anybody listening, likes, shares, comments don't make you money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't make you money. What makes you money is somebody reaching out to you saying, hey, this is valuable. So like to me, that to me not that I don't care about those things. I don't care about people engaging. I want people to find my content valuable. What I'm getting at here is like, I could get a ton of engagement, a ton of likes, a ton of impressions. Mm-hmm. But if 
it's not resonating to a point that people actually want to talk to me, then there's something off with my content or something off with my value proposition. Mm, okay. And I think that's true for anybody. And so I'm not saying you shouldn't care about those things, but what I am saying is that you should, you're, you should have a goal in mind around how is this helping you grow your business? Gotcha. Just like your podcast. Like a podcast is a great example because it's one of the most immeasurable things you can do out there, out there from a marketing standpoint. It's hard to measure all of the listens and who listens and when they listen, all of that. But you know it works. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Coffee Break Podcast. Also, we wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net slash blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win. All right, back to the conversation. Yeah, it's very true. You, know, you just know it works. You know it works, and, and you get people that contact you. I, I had a phone call with a guy the other day, and he said, hey, I heard about you, and, and I also heard about the podcast. And it was you know completely unrelated to any of it, but it was just kind of a, a, a reference point uh, of contact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, trying to be mindful of time. So you mentioned your first, second, and third tier networks. So if, if you're not familiar with this in LinkedIn, you have your, your connection groups that you're directly connected with, and then connections of connections of connections. Why is that important? Well, I think if your goal is to connect with more people you don't know, mm-hmm. then making sure you have a very dense, highly qualified first degree network is really important because the likelihood that LinkedIn is going to amplify anything that you do to other people that look like your first degree connections exponentially increases. So you're not going to amplify to a list of lawyers because you're connected to 25% of your, your connection list as lawyers. You're getting amplified to people that look like your ideal customer profile. Gotcha. All right, and then does that, does that, does that answer your question? No, it, it does, and and it's it's intriguing because when you hit when you have a piece of content that gets out there that actually gets attention, mm-hmm. I think that's a big validator that it is something that's you need to repeat be, if it gets into your third tier networks. All right, last mm-hmm. last question, and then we're gonna we're gonna call it quits for your time. Is what are you seeing people uh, give me an example of somebody that's done something that's authentic that kind of meets the audience. So, talks to the problem and they've they've seen success with it on LinkedIn. Somebody on LinkedIn? Yeah. There's a guy I follow I really like. His name is John Burns. Anybody on his team, like this guy, uh, a guy named Todd Tomalek and another guy named Tim Sims on his team. All of those guys, like they talk a lot about like real estate, economic activity, et cetera. All of their content is phenomenal. And they don't go, hey, look at our content. And oh, by the way, you should buy from us. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it's 100% about giving. Mm-hmm. It's 100% about reciprocity. And I think that's also true for like your, and we haven't talked about this, but like your actual LinkedIn profile. So many people focus on making it a resume about them. And it's not a resume. Your, your profile is actually a landing page that should be focused on helping your audience know that you are the ideal guide to help them with the problems that they deal with. It should be about your customer, not about you. Mm. There you have it. Very cool. Words of wisdom from Zach. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Really appreciate the conversation. I've got a page full of notes. Uh, We'll work to continue to apply them and uh, and make our, our LinkedIn even better. Well, Zach, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today in true former 2020 fashion directly from Zoom. 
and he had a hard stop. So we, we appreciate his time uh, on the podcast today and the conversation. I've got a lot of interesting note here, notes here. Everybody wants, to, uh, everybody wants to look great, but nobody wants to put in the work. Uh, focus on narrowing down your contacts and having a good, dense first, uh, first circle of contacts first network of contacts, and make sure that you're posting information that is relevant to your ideal customer profile. If you don't know what your ideal customer profile is, we have uh, other podcasts that will reference that information, so be sure to check that out. We've got over 100 episodes out there ready for you to go check out. It's all about business ideas, practices, and strategies, and it's all available at lockdoc.net slash podcast. Go there, check out all the episodes, subscribe. If you haven't already, we have a brand new episode every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And if you subscribe, then you'll always get the latest episode. Thank you very much for joining us today for the conversation. And we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Coffee Break Podcast.